0: And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince. I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. Stevie D, don't look now, but this train is out of control. Uh, We are now past week two, and like we say every year, it's going so fast. And, you know, we wait, and and now we're here, and the NFL is in full swing. Um, It is
1: crazy that we're talking week three football. Crazy. Crazy. It's, yeah, um, it's it's really truly is hard to believe that we are one sixth into the season.
0: Of- <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's crazy, it truly is. So, yeah, so now now you know, I, I guess we could consider all the kinks and all the bugs have been worked out, right? Um, and with that happening now, now teams are kind of know who they are, what they're going to be, um, and how they're going to proceed through the rest of the season um you know we've had some major injuries uh in, in the most recent coming today with Trayvon Diggs going down uh with the ACL injury that that's a killer for that Cowboys defense and, and the secondary uh what it do you happened want to say?
1: on a Thursday you know most teams can live with it when it happens on a game
0: day but when it happens on practice it just burns a little bit more it does it does um and, and i'm curious how Because I'm not going to say he was a leader. He was a talkative leader. (laughs) We'll say that, especially to uh, the people in the 716. We we hear Trayvon Diggs all the time, right? But he was a talkative leader for the Cowboys. Curious how that's going to really, as they start to settle into their season now, all of a sudden that kind of disrupts that secondary.
1: 18
0: turnovers
1: since 2020. Yeah. 18 interceptions, I should say. I don't know if he's got any forced fumbles or anything, but 18 picks since 2000. That's a lot of interceptions.
0: But he's a fe- he's a feast or famine guy, right?
1: Yeah. But so, you take those turnovers. You like those turnovers.
0: But I don't like the guy running passive for the touchdown either. We have
1: my safety help. I mean, come on now.
0: Well, <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point. The, the other injury um, that is still kind of reverberating throughout the NFL, you know where I'm going. I, I could see it, um, was the Nick Chubb injury, right? Just devastating, yeah. devastating. Uh, during during the broadcast, it was so bad that they said, you know, we're, we're not even going to show it, we're going to commercial, which I think was good. Unfortunately, for social media, it do, it doesn't matter these days, yeah. right? Somebody's got it, and instantly, everybody else has got it but just a gruesome injury. I feel bad for Nick Chubb. Awful for Nick Chubb. And Awful. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson, to be honest with you. Uh, because Deshaun does not look like the Deshaun we remember three years ago. right? I was explaining this um, to somebody. And, and, you know, pre-allegations, right? We, you, you had Deshaun Watson who was, Top you part. know, yeah, yeah, he was in that conversation. Yeah. And then everything happened. And I'm not sure if it's the layoff. I'm not sure if it's the lack of weapons on the team. Uh, But he's not the same Deshaun Watson. And and I'm going to say it's more the weapons than the layoff because he just can't seem to find those open receivers. The scheme doesn't seem to be right.
1: Well, I think he's got to shake off that rust. But let me ask you this. When's the last time you've seen somebody get flagged for two fast-matches? Two face mask penalties in one game. A quarterback. The quarterback getting. Right? So he's all out of sorts. I don't think he's, you know, we call it game shape. I don't think he's all back yet. I think he's still getting his legs underneath him on playing quarterback.
0: Do, do you think, though, that there's uh, an extra set of eyes on him and that's sure. why he got banged for those penalties? Because that, the, oh, to your oh, point. That, I, I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I was in and
1: out of the game because I was uh, – I was not doing good Monday night. My head um, sinuses kicked in, and oof, I, I had a headache. Um, and so I think, I, I mean, I was out before the Chub injury. I didn't see the Chubb injury until the next day on social media, and I was like, Ooh, right, yeah. So I really can't. I cannot comment on the flow of that game, of what he looked like or didn't look like, if they were ticky tack holes or not. It's very rare do you see an offensive player being called for two face mass A face, face mask penalty, unless you're a lineman, right, hands to the face, but uh, very rarely do you see a, a running back with a stiff arm or something that gets called for a face mask, let alone quarterback. So
0: those, uh, usually, those usually will be overlooked, right, uh, unless it's egregious, right? You, you actually have full control of that face mask, and you're yanking it around. Usually just a straight stiff arm. You know it's overlooked, and like like you mentioned for the running backs, now we're talking a quarterback who is running the ball, and he gets you know nabbed for that twice. I you know it almost makes you think that you know they say oh there's number four over there, right? It doesn't matter if he's in a Texans jersey or if he's in a Browns jersey. Just I I, I don't know. I don't know if Deshaun's going to be able to recover, right? I, I really don't. And I go back to the weapons. You know he had. A nice little stable there in Houston. Plus, he had D Hop over there, right? What do you have in
1: Cleveland? And you got Amari Cooper again. Does that move a needle as far as creating separation and being a big time player? Yeah, no, I don't see it. Elijah Moore. Yeah, I'm not you know that. about him, right? Um, there's probably a reason why they just covered him more than him effing the, the offensive coordinator, but uh Njoku I do like Njoku as a tight end but he just gets hurt a little bit you know to me you had to find a way to sign Kareem Hunt to keep Chubb with Kareem Hunt yeah unfortunately we know what happened to 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 Chubb you know Monday night and then obviously they just signed uh, uh, Kareem Hunt but then it would have had something special a little bit more with that dynamic backfield uh, because they were special with those two and it was
0: everything that we had talked about before, right? You, you'd have that two running back set. You got options. That defense, you know, which way do you go, right? And they're looking both ways. Uh, I we don't got, know. Well, we'll uh, People Jones again. I got they got People's Jones.
1: It's um, again doesn't move the needle. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, he's not the Sean Watson of the Houston Texans. Uh, I think there's a little rust involved. Um, I think everything everything he does is under a microscope. Um, he could be having a little nerves uh, as well to it, um, so I think there's a lot of factors with Deshaun Watson's play. And he's in Cleveland. Well, you know, don't dismiss <laughs> that one, right? <laughs> Everything graphic, goes to Cleveland. I think they had the graphic up on Monday Night Football: the most quarterbacks, right, um, since 2019-99, they've had the most quarterbacks. They've thrown the least amount of touchdown passes. They throw Mm. in the most interceptions since nineteen ninety nine. It just follows you. You can't get out of your own way. Um, That that franchise is different owners now. Um, Doesn't matter what coach you brought in. I mean, Hugh tried his best. It it just didn't work. (laughs) You
0: know. um, Shout out to our guy Hugh. uh, I had to get that one in there. Well played, my friend. (laughs) Thank Thank you all right so yeah if we, if we move away from cleveland the the other injury not as bad as, as some of the others but it, it was to be expected saquon <laughs> i i think the person who's most hurt by the saquon injury is daniel jones oh yeah mm-hmm. right because yeah you know daniel jones is, is a fraud he's stealing money and the only way that that he can validate himself is to have twenty six in that backfield. Now that he's gone, that, well, now the pressure goes on. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, baby, Danny Dimes. Did you see Dable this week?
1: Oh, there's an outside shot. He may play. Come on, dude. On a short week, he's going to come back from a from an ankle sprain, a high ankle sprain. Dude, nobody's buying that one, Dable. So yesterday's like. Yes, Barkley's out. Well, yeah, we knew Barkley was out. He's going to be out <laughs> at least three weeks. So I don't know who you're trying to fool.
0: Oh Well, I hey, I, I don't want this to sting, but uh, I heard Aaron Rodgers has a shot to come back next week. So, you know, we, we never know. Well, you know, with the Jets, you never know. I mean, he's not eligible for at least,
1: what, two more weeks to come back. But, you know, I'm surprised that they even put him on IR. So You know, there's an outside shot here. He's not really hurt, right? It's like Becton's injury. he will be back in a few weeks. We haven't seen the guy in two years. I don't
0: know. (laughs) So Stevie D, talking about the Jets, um, let's slide right in. Let's talk about the Jets. I was a little disappointed with your with your squad. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of handle handle that uh, because I I really and and again this is your yours, but from my perspective, I really expected more from the offensive game plan. We talk about square peg round hole. We should rename the podcast "The Square Peg Round Hole" because we talk about it all the time, right? And how they don't do that, how you don't cater to Zach, and you put him out there. It take up. it, take it away, take it throw away. It
1: up. Throw it up, throw up the slide. I need the yeah. slide. So I kind of put this slide together here to kind of really sum up the Jets Sunday, right? And. It starts with the defense, right? You can't tackle worth anything on Sunday. It was like you didn't even want to be there. So times that we had a chance to get off the field, we can't get off the field on third down, right? Whether it's a penalty, uh, whether it's a missed tackle, we just can't. We can't get off the field. We needed our defense to get a turnover in the game. Couldn't get that one, right? Drive down the field, we back them up. They make a nice play to CD Lamb. Sauce Garner strips the ball. We got three other Jets with Sauce. Nobody can pick up the ball. The center who's trailing the play picks up the fumble, right? Just It was just bad, bad uh, juju right there. Then the play calling. right? Then I go over on the offensive ball. It's what we talked about. I call it atrocious, right? What Hackett should have been doing all, all week long leading up to the game should have said, Zach, what makes you the most comfortable? Yep. How can I make you the most comfortable? Did you like the three tight end sets? Right? Do you want to stick with the three tight end sets? Do you want to uh, do uh, three wide receiver sets? you want to do two wide receiver sets? Give you an extra back in the backfield, two backs, whatever the case may be. Do you want to roll with the pocket? Do you want to stand in the pocket? Tell me what makes you more comfortable. No, we don't do any of that. We don't do any of that, right? And I just don't blame Hackett. Because everything starts with Salah. Where are you on the game plan, Hackett? Hey, what, what why are we doing this? Right? What, what worked well in Buffalo? What, what can we do to keep Zach? Right? What does Zach like? No, we don't have any of that one. So, Hackett gets to run with it. And the coach, uh, Salah, d- doesn't even assert himself. That Obviously, I don't know. I'm not in the room. I'm not on the sidelines. I can only, from the blunt view, the silent tape, as Robertson likes to say, it doesn't lie. All right? The silent tape doesn't lie. All you need to look at the silent tape and figure out what you did wrong because you didn't give your team a, a fighting chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was a play call. And then the offense, then just the offense as a whole, right? The old line, did, did you even show up? Did you even show up? Does anybody Is anybody talking with each other? Because I saw Micah Parsons all over the place switching off <laughs> and have free reign to the quarterback, right? Right? You, you We weren't a help to Zach Wilson. The whole team was a we put Zach in the situation to fail. If Jet fans have to see that, the first indication is when you look at Zach, he had he had three interceptions. We had two interceptions later in the game because you're forcing the ball or whatnot. But when the game was there in the first half, we did not put him in a position to succeed. And it started with the offensive line. We couldn't get a running game. And they were shooting gas, blowing up plays. Brees Hall, four touches all game. Now I wish Brees would have conducted himself a little bit at the end of the game where he has, well, don't ask me. Basically, he said, Don't ask me, I only had four touches, right? Because that's the attitude you gave. It's more, it's a team game. I can understand your frustration. Keep that stuff in-house. It just makes you look bad as a young player. Again, you're griping, I only got four touches, right? But at the end of the day, it didn't, it didn't matter from the standpoint of Hackett was going to do what he wanted to do. And that was to not really allow the running game. You needed to keep forcing it, keep forcing it, because you know what? Maybe they keep bringing all those people up, and then you can take your shot. Right? Uh, it was just awful. And then what does that equal? A thirty to ten loss. But before I get to that that fourth circle, all the way on the left there, it's that rinse and repeat over and over again, and then you get to the equals of thirty to ten loss, because the defense, which DJ Reed. We're going to have historic defense. Really? Historic defense. This is what you put up? Historic defense? You guys didn't even show up. Nobody wanted to make a tackle. Seriously, it was so bad watching the defense move. That it's like they were in slow motion. Against Buffalo, they're flying all over the place. All over the place. It's like they all had 4-2 speed on defense.
0: Let me let me it, ask you this question. <clears throat> in, in, in all fairness, let, let, let me answer this question. We, we've gone back and forth on, on the Bills-Jets game, right? When you actually break down the numbers, right, you look at Josh's completion percentage, even though I thought Josh's decision-making was poor, right? But you look at his 70% completion percentage. You look at the ability to move the ball. It's not like it was a bunch of three and outs. If Josh – and I'm laying it squarely on – well. Squarely on Josh, Dorsey and McDermott, right? That triumvirate. If they don't make the bad, boneheaded calls and the boneheaded yep. plays, ah. Buffalo wins that game. Oh, sure. You well, think about this.
1: You had four turnovers, and you lost in overtime. Yeah, four turnovers. You lost in overtime. Not many teams have four turnovers, and you're going. You're going to overtime.
0: So, right. the, so then so then in I'm not looking to rehash that. I wanted to bring that up to say is the Jets defense you you talked about Reed, saying, oh, we're we're going to have historic. Yeah. What Where, where's the disconnect there? Is it Salah?
1: Um I I know I you know it's Olbrich's defense, right? So he's the one that that's going to own that because he's the one doing the play calling. Salah doesn't do the play calling. Uh, but I'll tell you, you talk about Josh Allen's completion percentage Dak Prescott's percentage was even higher, mm-hmm. and that's very alarming. It's very alarming that your defense has given up about 77% completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Very alarming, right? And, and this, this pass rush that I know I've been talking about, yeah, they showed signs of it. They had five sacks against Buffalo, and, and there was times where they made Dak, but it wasn't it wasn't like unmanageable by the Dallas offensive line. And, I mean, Dallas offensive line is, is good, but the Jets' defensive line is supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it done. I'm telling you, it was – remember what I – we don't have the the, the slide from, from last week, right, when I talked about the keys to victory for last mm-hmm. week. But one of my items was the Aaron Rodgers hangover effect, right? Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Everybody rallies around. Now, in fairness, Buffalo helped us, right, because turnovers aid the other team, right? Mm-hmm. So – as much as the Jets fans and, and, and the players want to think that, well, we forced Josh Allen and we got those interceptions. I can give you the one on the out that Mm -hmm. you jumped around. I'll give you that one. Mm -hmm. The two downfield, one, you can say was a punt. Those were, it it was irresponsible Mm -hmm. throws. He shouldn't have been making those throws. Right. And then the fumble, you needed to be smarter about that. And you fumbled the football and it led to the, the go-ahead field goal there before, you know, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. So those were self-inflicted uh, on three of those turnovers were self-inflicted uh, by by Josh Allen, by mm-hmm. poor decision-making, as you said. I look at, at the Jets outside of that. Their defense is not performing. It is not performing. And it's almost to the point, I think, to some of the points that you have made in, in the past, whether you said it on the podcast. You know, we talk so often, so sometimes I forget what's on the podcast and what's not on the right. podcast is do you start believing that own hype, right? Because everybody's talking about you. You're a, you're a top team. You're a super – before the Aaron Rodgers injury, right? You're a top this, you're top that. And do you start believing, like, you're better than what you really are, right? Because everybody's making you out. All these shows are selling you. You're in the top 10 power rankings, and you haven't even played a game yet. Are you believing that hype, and you're not putting the work in? Are you more Hollywood? Or are you a dog? Right? Are you a dog working hard every day, watching the film, putting the extra work at practice, and doing all that? And right now, I don't know. And that comes back on the coach. That's a reflection of the coach. If you're going to allow your players to get up in front of the microphone, and I'm not killing DJ Reed. I think he he wasn't. I don't. When I watched the interview, I don't look at DJ Reed said he was boasting, hitting my chest like we're the greatest. I think a question came up around defense. He, he he honestly answered it that he thought his team could be historic, that we're that, that good of a team. I'm not necessarily killing them, but you got to watch it. When you start throwing things like that, we talk about it, it's bullet board material, right? So every time a defense comes in, uh, offense comes in, they're saying, they're historic like the 85 Bears. Yeah, we'll show them the 85 Bears, right? And then, so you put that that unnecessary target uh, or extra motivation for an offensive unit. People may say, ah, that's crazy. You'd be surprised what bullet board material uh,
0: inter- interesting that you say that because if you remember that Ravens defense led by Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed, they never mentioned the 85 Bears. Everybody else outside was like, Oh, these guys are, are you know playing up to that level? They never said it. And so they performed for all 16 weeks. It, it's interesting because maybe there is something whether it's floating through the other, you know, 16 teams, 17 teams on their bulletin boards, like, you know, hey, these guys are supposed to be 85 Bears, or maybe it's something internally in New Jersey, you know, I, I got to throw it in there, something internally in New Jersey that, you know, we are this great, believe in the, the you know, press cookies. I
1: It's people that know me, I'm a Yankee fan. I am not a talker. When I go to games, I don't care if you're rooting for the team that we're playing against, I am not a crap talker. That's not who I am, right? And the Jets players, I think, are just the ego of what people talked about. We're, we're going to be great and this and that. And I think they're buying in. And it's like it has a perception to me that they're not working as hard on the back end. Because really, at the end of the day, I don't know how you allow 77% completion percentage.
0: But Stevie D, it's, it's, it's hard, right? It is hard when your play gets put on tape. Right. Because on the other side, their job is to review that tape, is to look at your tendencies, to look at your behaviors and to counter that. Right. It, so 77% you
1: seven percent is very high.
0: But but and and really well, what we you know, what, what we need to do, want, we, we have you to know look know. at spot track. Right. Where's that seven? And, and I don't know. Right, I do know that the completion percentage is high, okay. but are we it's, saying it's high between zero and ten? So
1: j- just remember this: for everything you just said, there's the opposite to it because we get to watch film on the other team and the other plays I like to run and the formations I like to run and all of that. So, in fairness, we have the same defense, have the same opportunity, <laughs> right? So I appreciate you trying to 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 you know not kill the Jets defense, but the reality is. They're, they've been subpar. They have, maybe, they've,
0: maybe I'm taking a shot at the at the Jets' offense.
1: No, the Jets' offense is, is it's maybe they're not it watching. Starts the table. with an offensive line, right? It starts with a plan, and the play caller, right? It starts there, and then you have this offensive line that stinks. I don't know how else to put it. It stinks. Like Dwayne Brown's got to go at left tackle. You got to move Becton back, back to left tackle.
0: You know, I would and, agree.
1: And, and, and there was a guy, man. Micah
0: Parsons ate him alive.
1: Yeah. It, McGovern got eaten up alive. You know, I listen to the Jet fans. You know, to me, I, I thought of moving Beckton to left back to left tackle's natural position and putting Max Mitchell at right tackle. But actually, the best part to do is probably put Beckton back at left tackle. Move AVT, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker at right tackle because he's like he's a Swiss Army knife, mm-hmm. and then put McGovern the center to, to right guard, and then put the rookie Tipman center out of Wisconsin, put him as in, in its center and enroll with it. Because they really do have to look at it at, at the line and say, This is not working. Now, in the only, only defense that I'm gonna give the New York Jets. And then when I tell you, it, it's tiny. Is that they went up against a Buffalo defense that was number one in the league last year. And then they went up, I think, the Dallas was the number two defense in the league last year. Right? And that is the only, only shred that I will say. Because not every week you're going up against those defenses. But the scheme... It's one thing of having the right scheme, and it failed, right? And they blew that scheme up. And you're like, damn, that was pretty good by that team, right? No, we run a scheme like we had still have Aaron Rodgers back there. There's a reason why they traded for Aaron Rodgers. You can't attempt to run the same offense that you were going to run with Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why you traded for the guy. Hackett's got to wake up. He's got to wake up. This whole thing is going to go sideways, and it's going to go off the rails very quickly. Very quickly, where players are going to turn on it because the expectations are so high. And if you don't start getting wins, you, you used to you know this this term it was called the bickering bills back in the mm-hmm. 80s, right? Before all of a sudden the light bulb turned on and boom, you guys were off and running. It's gonna be to come the bickering jets because everybody's gonna have something to say, and the media is gonna run with it. And oh my lord, it is gonna be awful, awful. And, and the, 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 good, th- and th- and the not- good thing out of that,
0: hold on. The good thing out of that is that when Marv brought us through that, it galvanized the team and they went on the run. So without without that, we may have still been a fragmented team in the 89, mm-hmm. 90, 91, whereas all right, we had to come to Jesus, everybody sat down, sat down, you had the airing of the grievances, right? And now you know, we move forward. That's an
1: interesting point. I, I don't know Marv Levy like, obviously, like you and Bill's Mafia knows.
0: Oh, you know, Jay, know. Jay is yeah. out there. He's dying for you to make a trade. Dying. I, you would think this guy just lives in fantasy football land. He's, I, he's all about I, he's making a, trades.
1: Well, I think he wants – he's a Jet fan, and he, he's just a diehard Jet fan looking to make a trade, right? He is. he wants to win, right? So I appreciate that. But, no, you could speak to Marv Levy with his demeanor, right, I don't know if Robert Sala has that same demeanor where he's going to bring the team together and use something as a rallying cry or whatever and say, but we'll we'll shut everybody up. I don't know if he's that kind of guy. I don't think he's got a lot of um, control over players. I think he lets the players do and say what they want. And that's a problem. I think historically when you think of teams are letting them just run their mouths, um, it becomes so an issue.
0: Now you're talking a player's coach. Yeah. Have, we, ha- have we have we had an exhibition champion that has been led by a players coach?
1: No, is McVeigh is
0: McVeigh the closest?
1: Perhaps. Um, I just even should, that you, I don't know if he's so much of a player's coach. Um Peterson, I mean, maybe whip and he'll get rid of you. Right? Yeah, he, he will. Betrayed, yeah. So I don't know if he's a players coach.
0: Yeah, well. will. Uh,
1: as much I don't as think
0: did. that ever worked, right? Because it it ends up coming back to saying the inmates run in the asylum. Yeah, right. I mean, he talks about
1: I, I want you to make money and all that stuff, dude. You got to be careful with your mouth, right? Because it comes back to backfire. Look, we all notice being in, in leaders, leaders. When you when you when you manage people, you have to be careful what you say because it can come back. Right. And <laughs> That's I think not a of-
0: segue to
1: something we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just one of those, man, you got, you have to be smarter as a head coach and year three into this, you know, it's, you know, I know you talk about Sean and I've never really talked about Robert this way. And I'm looking at him saying, I don't know. I think he's probably best suited to be a defensive coordinator and that's what you're going to be. It's like Rex Ryan, your best days were our defensive coordinator, not, not running the show. And, Robert, you're looking and trending that way. Um, you have all this talent because you've got tons of talent. right? You have talent on the offensive side of the ball. you got no quarterback in your offensive line right now It's in shambles. As a head coach, you have to make difficult difficult decisions. And I know you like Dwayne Brown, and he fought through injuries last year to give you 12 games before and finally he, he couldn't go anymore. I appreciate that. He could have taken the money and sat. Absolutely. Dwayne, I appreciate everything you did. Go collect your money. But Beckton's coming in because – you're playing, you're playing way too slow. Everybody's beating you. You're, you're just too slow. You, you, we got to make changes. And Sala, you're going to wait for a Patriots game to make changes, you're 0-4 versus Bill Belichick. Okay, you're 0-4. Are you gonna wait now another week before you're gonna make changes? If you want to get this team back in line, you're gonna have to make decisions that are maybe not popular to a player. Well, you know what? That's life. Dwayne Brown again. You're 38. I appreciate everything he did in the league, but at the end of the day, it's not working left tackle. And I think if you make that difficult decision, it's going to wake some players up. It's going to wake them up.
0: So Stevie D, let let's take a look at this week. You guys, are, you guys are playing the Patriots. Um, I think it's a I think it's a winnable game. My yeah. personal opinion, I, it,
1: game. Look, I think at any day, if you go into a game think you can't win, then you might as well just retire, right? Um, the Patriots are 0-2, but I'll tell you, at 0-2, they played two very good football teams and they were in it. And you could say, if it wasn't for getting pushed out of bounds where the guy couldn't get his second foot down, maybe that Eagles game ends differently, Right. And I give. Oh, how about the last week's game? Right, Gusecki. You want to talk about a heads up play by Gusecki to flip that ball?
0: And honestly, I got to be honest with you. I can't believe they reversed it in New England. I can't, I can't either. I can't either. And for those of for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, you had the Patriots on a last minute drive uh, against the Dolphins, and. Mac Jones ends up throwing short to Gasecki, Mike Gasecki, former Dolphin, by the way, and the the linebacker was on him. He wasn't going to get. He needed an additional three yards. He wasn't going to get it. Right? Maybe a yard and a half. Maybe if Gasecki wanted to try to hurdle like Josh Allen, maybe he would have had a shot, right? But he he makes a very smart play and he goes for the lateral. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the closest guy there was a lineman. Who put those big mitts on there, Stevie D, right? Anything could go sideways when a lineman tries to get the ball, but put those big mitts on it. And oh. he started rumbling. And they brought him down at the line. Yeah, I mean, it was at the line. Yeah. Um, and of course, then the challenge came up. And it was all based on where the knee was, where the ball was, and how they got that clean of a spot to be able to say it was short. I mean, we've seen other calls throughout the weeks. Uh, that that have you scratching your head? This one, they came out and said it was confirmed. I, I was like, "Wow!"
1: And I tell you, I thought the funniest thing was when Belichick threw the red challenge flag down. He looked at that side judge and just threw it down like, "How dare you, Mark, my guy?" shortly? <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay, Bill, you got him in your pocket
0: or something." He um, he reached down to the sock because Bill is the only one that keeps the flag in his sock, right? He reached down. Through the compression, orthopedic, orthopedic socks, right? He pulls out this flag. And, and he's he waiting, like, waiting. He was waiting yes. for the guy to come back with the chain gang. And oh he's looking God. at this guy. <laughs> and then throws it. I mean, throws it at his feet. It, that was that was comedy. Yeah. So, you know, to me, we
1: kind of talked about it. Hackett must learn. Must learn from his play call and mistakes. Got to. And Salah. Has to check his offensive coordinator. You are a coach. You can't override your offensive coordinator saying, hey, this is dude. No, we we, we have to check into this. We, I want more of these type plays. And, and Solid's got to be involved in the offensive. Don't just be a defensive-minded coach, right? You got to be on it on all three phases. And uh and you have to make difficult decisions as, as as a head coach. And the OC may not like it, but who cares? You're trying to win a football game. Um The defense must play their abilities. they got good players. They're not playing to their abilities. I'm sorry, 77% completion percentage, not getting it done. Right? Got to get off on third down. Awful last week against Dallas getting off on third down. From the penalties, just not not good. And there was some questionable rough in the past. The NFL came out and said one of them wasn't a penalty. Um, At the end of the day, when it changed the outcome of the game, because Sauce Gardner, you got to make that pick. Eight plays earlier, and take that to the house. No, you let it go through your hands, and, and Dallas goes down, scores a touchdown. But I digress. So those are the keys right there. You know, scenarios and stuff to watch. The old line's got to got to get these holes for the running backs, I and mean, you got dynamic running backs in Hall and Cook. You got to give them some space to work with and, and let their abilities take over. Um, Hall's got to get more than four touches. You got to find a way. Yeah, right. You can't. The Jets. Had the ball for under 18 minutes in the game. Can't win. Not this team. You can't win holding, having the ball on the offensive side for under 18 minutes. So you got to get the run going. The lines got to do their thing and let these dynamic backs work their magic. On the defensive side of the ball, I think with Bill O'Brien, they're watching the tape. They're going to kill you with short passes. They're going to they're going to kill you and do those five yard passes all day long. Uh, because right now they see their completion percentage way up. They're like, oh, well, if they're going to give it to us, we're going to be like the the Tom Brady Patriots from back in the day. Four-yard passes all day long, five-yard passes, and go all the way down the field. So they got to figure out a way to uh, stop that quick pass. Um, and then defense, can we make a tackle? Please yeah. just make a tackle. Show us like what you did against Buffalo. You didn't miss tackles, and you flew around the field. Can we, can we get a little bit to that in, in the uh, – in the third game. And the one thing that I did not put on here, um, because it's not a, a scenario necessary to, or maybe it is a scenario to watch jet fans. Don't blame Zach Wilson. Don't him, Right. He was not supposed to play. The plan was traded for Aaron Rodgers. If you're going to boo, don't boo. If you see Joe Douglas or Woody Johnson, boo them because yeah. they're not bringing in a quarterback to help and back up Zach, and if Zach falters, we can put in the next quarterback. At the end of the day, Zach was supposed to sit. It didn't work out that way. Once you bring him up, instead of tearing him down, and maybe if he feels the love from the crowd, maybe he'll have a a better game uh, this week in week three instead of playing like if I make a mistake, the fans are going to get on me and stuff like that. Because if you don't think that goes in the players' heads, people, you're wrong. They're human. They're human, they know when the boobards are out. Yeah. And it's it just
0: those anyway. That's that's my my Jets Patriots. So all right. Well, we're we're definitely gonna talk about the picks. Uh, who who you think will win uh this coming Sunday uh between the Patriots and the Jets. Stevie D, uh obviously want to segue over to the Bills. Um, but you mentioned something um when you were talking about uh, I believe it was Brees Hall, or, or maybe it was uh, DJ Reed, right? About things that you say in the media, things that are said, right? Um, and I mentioned that I wanted to segue for a minute because this is Buffalo Bills related, right? But it doesn't have anything to do with on the field. I am very disappointed with the Buffalo Bills uh, media relations, if you will. I talked about it before training camp, and if there's any type of way or surefire way that you want to jettison somebody out, the Buffalo Bills are writing the playbook for teams in the future, right? Because the first day of training camp, Stefan Diggs comes into training camp, there's a Buffalo Bills photographer taking pictures of all the guys coming in. Everybody's got the Kool-Aid smile right? Everybody's walking in with their bags and everything. Here comes Stefan Diggs, and the picture they put up for Diggs is the one where he doesn't have a smile on his face, right? Now, you know, like I know with digital cameras and all the technology, when they hit the button, we're, we're going through 150 frames, right? That they're right. picking out the image that they want to put up there. They could have found the image where he had a smile. Diggs had looked like he was on his cell phone, like he's actually on a conversation, Right? where he's not paying attention to the guy that's taking the picture, right? We don't know what was going on there. We do know that the pictures that were taken after that, right, showed him on the field with Allen and some of the other guys laughing and joking. So, you know, he was jovial, but at that moment in time, right, That and then on top of that, that's the picture you're going to put up, right? There, There were 11 pictures. You couldn't have made it 10? If you wanted to force that propaganda, but no, you wanted to focus on digs, right? Who, if you remember, prior, uh, you had the whole mini camp. Is he going to show? Is he not going to show? Trayvon, his brother, trying to fuel some fire. McDermott, not knowing how to answer questions. So it was just a mess, right? And then you have training camp at the end of July, and you say, okay, this is all beside. And then you get this. Well, let me bring you back to last week right, what ended up happening. There's a woman by the name of Maddie Glab works for the Buffalo Bills as far as their media department. She is on one Bills drive um, for the, the television show. You hear her doing a lot of the interviews. She's got credentials because she is an employee of the Buffalo Bills. She's got the credentials to be able to have the interactions with the players, one through 53, plus practice squad, plus coaches. She's got that, right? And she interacts with these guys on a daily basis, as so her job has. Most of you, or many of you, may know the situation that transpired, but uh, what ended up happening was that on a hot mic, and if you don't know what a hot mic is, basically there's a recording that's taking place. You're not near the the microphone, and it's capturing um, side sidebars, side conversations. Hot mic is not good for anybody, right? (laughs) We, we have seen plenty of times, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, right? Hot mics have gotten people in trouble countless times. High schools, college, right? Guys will think they're on commercial and they'll be talking. <laughs> it's just going at it. People at work, they thought they hit the mute button. They never hit the mute they, button. There you go, right? They, that's a great point, right? So you have conference calls or even telemarketing agents, right? People in call centers, to your point, thinking they hit the mute button. That's a hot mic. So Maddie decides, and I'm not sure if she was saying this in jest, right? Or if she was saying this because she really meant it, right? But she decides that she's going to go off on Stefan Diggs, right? Basically, um, to the point that saying that there was no control. They were waiting for Diggs to come to the podium, by the way, right? Uh, Saying that there's no control for Diggs. She said, dude's going to do whatever he wants to do. He'll look you in the sit. Look you, look me in my face and say "f you." Whoa, oh, that's that's pretty serious, right? And then she's like, "That's how he treats everybody." Now, then there was a little, you know, you try, you don't have facial expressions, right? So you can only go by the audio. You know, it, it sounded like it was, you know, a little ha ha he he, right? Well, first and foremost, right? Buffalo Bills. Now, now you're 0 for 3 in my book, right? And the way that you have handled things with Stefan Diggs. Diggs has handled it with class all the way through, right? Whether or not that's what he wants in front of the camera, on the microphone, in public, he has handled it with class. The Buffalo Bills, NF, right? And so now you have, you have the situation. Diggs instantly comes back to respond, right? Saying that he was hurt. Yeah, he was sad, saddened by this, and I would be too. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. So then all of a sudden everything went went radio silent. You don't hear a word, right, and, and not being in that city to, you know, see if there's anything going on, but I'm listening to all the media outlets. I listen to the shows back in Buffalo, you know, I'm watching the shows, reading. I don't hear anything. What is going on? And what do I notice, DVD? I noticed that her next tweet comes exactly seven days after the event. Well, you know, you put it together. They gave her the, quote, unquote, seven-day suspension. That's all it was. She was reprimanded for seven days. Now, I'm going to ask you, is seven days, is that a fair equivalent to basically telling your star player, one of your star players, F you? That's really what it's, it was. It's a, it's a fireable offense, actually. It is, it is, and we've seen that. And and I'm not sure if if because I, I'll be honest with you, her work to me do, is not Pulitzer. Fame, right? She she's not going to win any awards. No disrespect to the woman, right? She's still working her way in the game, and kudos for you for that. But she she hasn't done any groundbreaking work that you're like, oh, you know, she's the next one. She's the future. But yet you're willing to compromise your team because not only is it Stefan Diggs, it's the other 52 guys in that locker room now that look at you and say, if you're willing to do that to him, you would be able to do the same thing to me, to disparage my name, to run my name through the the garbage and through the trash. And you should be smart enough you should be smart enough to be able to say there's a time and a place to do certain things. Don't come back with the, I'm sorry. And then your apology is double-sided. I didn't mean to do it, but you know, the
1: apology doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, an apology, her her apology was not to me, a sincere apology because first and foremost, maybe you had to do it publicly, But if you really were sorry, you would seek out Stefan in person and have that conversation.
0: Maybe she did, right? Because the best things that are ever done, we don't know about, right? A lot of the donations, a lot of the charitable work, the people that really want to do it, they do it and you have no idea that they did it, right? The guys that do it and say, hey, come watch me at this event. I could care less about you. It's the guys that really want to do it. Like Chris Long, we were talking about Long the other day.
1: To me, um, we're going to find out really quickly, now that she's, I guess, tweeting again, uh, that um, we'll see how the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm curious to see if she gets the cold shoulder from the Buffalo players. For how long? Is it for a day? Is it for a game? Is it for a quarter of the season, half a season? Or she'll never be accepted in that in that that clubhouse or i don't even think it's the clubhouse anymore i think now it's at that podium where everybody asks questions but you know a lot of times the stories are not at a post-game interview it's when you're walking down the hallways and you say hey do you got a minute and you have a conversation and then she's got a story about what happened in the third quarter on this play or whatever that she can go write about or
0: something that happened at practice that's absolutely right that's absolutely right all right so stevie d let's uh let, let's move on a little bit, a little recap. Uh, a very nice bounce-back game for the Buffalo Bills, right? Uh, week one, we, we talked about it at nauseum here, uh, and it made its way all through, you know, every website. It, it, you know, it became an upset four plays into the game. Uh, you know, when the game started, I, I think we were a two-point favorite, right? So that that's really in that pick em type. It's going to be a close game. It somehow – once the game is over, the headline said the Bills were upset by the Jets. Well, that depending where you want to look at the upset, that really started after the Rodgers injury. Uh, I was disappointed, and many many Bills fans, Bills Mafia, was disappointed with the way that the the Bills overall uh, scheme of coaching and play, and we talked about it with Josh, transpired. Yeah, he had the high completion percentage, but you expect more from Josh, right? Josh is at that stage with the same with the Patrick Mahomes, same with the Joe Burrows, right, of the world where you have moved away from that rookie level. You have moved away from that average quarterback, and you want to consider yourself in that elite quarterback, right? In that elite quarterback, certain things are a given, right? It is a given that you t- you make smart plays it is a given that you you know work within the the confines of what the defense is giving you looking to take your shots when you can and then try to play a little hero ball but being smart about the hero ball that you play and, and it's a given but that didn't happen uh oh look who's back Stevie D. look who's back it's terry <laughs> just in time terry just in welcome time. back welcome back terry it's been a while it has so, yeah, you, you, there are certain things that are given, and I think that's why many Buffalo Bill fans were, were disappointed in Josh's play, right? Everybody's trying to figure it out. He looks off. He looks lost. You know, I had some things that are going through my head, you know, why, what, and why, right? Nobody knows. Josh knows, right? The coaches know. Maybe he was sick, right? It could be as simple as allergies or, or he could have been, you know, had a cold that we didn't know about. Could be other things going on in, in his personal life. We don't know. All we know is we expect you to check that at the door, and we as fans and, and football aficionados expect when when that you have that opening kickoff that you're going to be the guy that we expect you to be, and he wasn't there. We expect Ken Dorsey to do certain things, and he didn't do it. And, and I've been very critical of Sean McDermott, and I expected certain things to be done, and that wasn't done. Well, Raiders game comes, right? And we see a similar but a different Josh Allen, right? Josh, it seems like there were conversations that were had. <laughs> Let's just go with that Stevie D because Josh was very smart, except for this hurdling thing that we got to get past, right? <laughs> but aside from that, Josh was a lot smarter as far as protecting the ball, right? And that's the key, right? You don't have those turnovers. You take what you take what the defense gives you. You look for your opportunities. If it's not there, you check it down, right? And also I saw more of an emphasis put into the running game, right? Which, you know, we didn't do that with you. With, and we missed you too, Terry. Missed you too. Glad, glad to see you. Uh, but having that running game, right, you know that I know, it opens things up, right? And that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking so that not only you can have balance, but now you keep the defense off balance right so now we we have run and pass but the defense doesn't know you have the personnel where you can run mixed formations you can run mixed plays right and so then you started to see more you had uh Murray in there you had Harris in there you had Cook in there right cook actually ended up having a good game but i do want to say this i love I, lo- I love me some james cook love me some james cook right but let's be careful people right the numbers can always be so deceiving, right? You break away for a 40-yard run at the end of the game. All of a sudden, it looked makes a pedestrian day at the office look like you had a phenomenal day at the office, right? Now, if it was, you know, 10 carries, 200 yards, averaging 20 yards of carry, right? Timmy Smith back in the Super Bowl, something right. like that, right? Then, then you can say something, but, you know, be careful. But what I do like is that he was a weapon in the running game and a, a weapon in the passing game. That's what you're looking for. I think the bills are looking for a little bit more from a pass protection. If he has to stay in, but you know, from that perspective, I was very happy. I, one, one other thing I was happy about Stevie D, I was happy with the offensive line. Now what they did was they protected Spencer Brown, just like you and in the jets are worried about and trying to in your mind, you're reshifting and remaking that offensive line. Spencer Brown, as big as he is, right? It is. It he's missing something, right? And those defensive linemen, those edge rushers that are coming at him, they're 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 eating him alive, right? And so Buffalo had to leave, whether it be Knox or Kincaid or even one of the backs to kind of help out and chip. Uh, <laughs> but they did they did a good job in that. <laughs> are, are you saying, huh? Novel concept. <laughs> yeah, novel concept. <laughs> but they they did that um and what that ended up doing that allowed josh to stay upright right? <laughs> Z- not zero enough. set who knew who knew <laughs> now i would like for you to figure that out mid-game <laughs> let's not wait for the next week to figure that out even though i'm glad you did right but let's see what those trends are and let's be able to adjust but i was very happy with that um and then, of course, the, the play of, of Matt Milano and, and, you know, Stevie D, when we, you talk about Matt Milano, beast, 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 beast. beast. And, and that's all you could say. I mean, uh, we thought that this low-round draft pick, right, good special teamer may be able to fill in a little bit. And then we were like, ooh, he could kind of cover the tight ends. <laughs> we are like, you might be able to go up against Kelsey or Gesicki, right, you know, and yeah. – Things like that, and now he is taken over as just that guy. He is that guy, right? He can do it all, and, and that's what that's what you love to have. Steve, EG, let feet. me let, let let me show you something. As Warner Wolf used to say, "Let's go to the videotape."
1: Yeah, so you got Garoppolo here. Watch this pick. Just watch this pick by Milano. Wait, wait, whoop over the back. I mean, seriously, dude. Seriously, over over the back, he's just he's really become that dynamic um, guy um, with interceptions. I mean, he's not known necessarily known for a lot of interceptions, but I mean to go over the back and grab that just he's got so, the cape on right now. Hey, but you he know, does. Funny, it's funny. Not, a, I mean, I'm not a Buffalo guy, but it's almost like when he's on the field, that defense is going. When he's not on the field for whatever reason, it's just not the same. Yeah. And that's that's a credit to him and his abilities. Communicate not only his ability, but his, his communication skills with his teammates, making sure they're in the right positions as well. Um, it just seems like that defense goes when he
0: goes. And, and you know, I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in you, Stevie D. Because he's Italian, I know. Yeah, exactly. I, know, maybe. I was <laughs> going to say it a little bit earlier, but I, yeah, I don't know where But you know, he's Italian. <laughs> I, I was waiting on that, and I haven't heard that. I'm like, yeah. could it be the fact that he's yeah. a Buffalo Bill? You just can't do it. Hey, you, know, you know, he's he, Italian,
1: you know. so he's good.
0: He's good. <laughs> so Stevie D, one of the things that I, you know, we talked about what happened um, for last week. You know, we have the Commanders coming up this week. Right. Interesting team yeah. in the commanders. Right. Because I I'm still not sold on Ron Rivera. I will say, though, the interesting thing. Eric Biennemi is putting up yards with a guy like Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Think of about- Brian Robinson, yeah. Jr., right? Yeah, B-Rob. Um, And then you have his old home. Where. You know, they're they're trying to make excuses. It was injuries, guy couldn't catch the ball. Yeah. guy's not here. But
1: well, in fairness, that was an embarrassment on opening weekend. Like that, that that guy Singer Hanley lost that game. I mean, that that was bad. But what how about the enemy with his play calling? And it's interesting. What down do most people run a screen on? Third down. Yeah. He's running screens. And teams have no idea what's coming because he's calling them in odd odd downs or odd situations that you wouldn't think of a screen. And he's really keeping teams off balance. And he's doing the round hole with the round ball. And he's getting everything out of Sam Howell. And they're playing. They're really working well together, which is great to see, right? They're just in tune with all the negative tones in training camp and i just think it's people making stories to make stories and to see this the commanders come on out and doing what they're doing and putting up you know big time points with a uh you know rookie quarterback young running back right um and we'll call it a first time play caller right they're doing great things because he's putting his young quarterback in a position to succeed and he's getting exotic with some play I call it exotic but calling the right plays and scenarios, keeping teams unbalanced because sure. you don't know what you're going to get and when you have when you're not predictable and again it's only his first two games calling games but he's he's being unpredictable and it's very hard to coach on the defensive side of the ball I give enemy a lot of credit a lot of credit uh um, yeah. in how the the commanders are getting off at 2 and 0 oh. now you're now going up against a very good defense. A lot of smart players on defense on that Buffalo Bills team. So we'll see how that goes. Again, not, he went up against the Broncos, right? Again, last week. That's so, the Buffalo Bills
0: defense. So we'll see what happens when you go up against the elites. So when we look at when we look at that for the Commanders, right? And you know the the biggest thing, and really Stevie D, this could be everybody right? But it really needs to be a focus on today's 60 minutes. That That's pretty much what you were saying last week, right? You know, don't have the hangover, right? Well, this one is let's not look in the rearview mirror at what we did to or against the Raiders, right? Keep your focus on the commanders. Doesn't matter where they were projected, preseason, current, wherever, right? This is the team we have to dominate. We have to continue to play smart, right? Eliminate those Bad decisions that lead to turnovers, right? I do think we need to contain Brian Robinson, right? Hell of a running back, Stevie D, and, and we've seen it over, over. The, you know. Yeah, you know, it. one of the guys I wanted to be attracted by the Bills. But, um, you know, he, he has that, set, that size, the speed, right? He's got that twitch. He's got everything that you look for in a running back, and, and he's, you know, the way that – Eric Bienemi is putting him in good situations, right? He's now starting to really start to flourish. And, you know, that's good for him, but we have to contain him. Not that we can't. We held the league's leading rusher from last year to negative yards. Okay? If we can do that, then we should be able to contain Brian Robinson. Stay focused on that. Don't lose sight of that. And then it's the Bills' O-line versus the Commander's D-line, right? They have a stout D-line, right? And – You know, again, I talk about the Bills offensive line, Spencer Brown, right? We have to help him out. Don't think that just because you happened one time you were successful there that you can move away from that, right? Until you actually make a change at that tackle spot, you have to make sure that you you commit and give help. OK, Chase Young is is out there. He's lurking. He's looking for somebody. Right. Sweat is out there. He's looking for somebody. You have got to control that uh, that that line of scrimmage between the Bills offense, offensive line and the commanders defensive line. When I look for players to watch again, James Cook just talked about him. Right. Continue with that rushing attack. Right. Right. Uh, it's not just James Cook. It, it is Damian Harris, Latavius Murray. Continue with that rushing attack. And one of the great things about having that rushing attack, Stevie D, means that Josh Allen is not running the ball, right? That keeps him safe or safer until he decides. I will I will segue out of that one for just a moment, though. What I have noticed, Stevie D, um, it does seem at times where there's a little bit of hesitancy with Josh when he's either to move out of the pocket into that running zone, or even when he does start to kind of flow either outside the pocket to the left or right, for him actually to commit to take off. Hmm. It's happened enough now where there, you definitely know that there was somebody in his ear McDermott, Bean, Dorsey saying, Enough with the running, right? That's why we got these guys back here. I don't want you running because it's almost second guessing, and you have to be careful. Right, You have to be very careful with that. We've seen that with players in the past, most notably like a Michael Vick, right, where you try to change their play. And as you change their play, you change the player, not just their play, but you change the play. He's a weapon when he runs. He, he is. just has to be smart
1: of when to slide, when to go out of bounds. Don't turn back up because you want to hit the
0: linebacker. I don't need you to be the tough guy. You're well, to and may, it maybe that's why we're seeing certain things, right? Because he doesn't feel as though he's going to have enough chances to kind of have that, that hero type run, right? Where he's able to shake somebody or he's able to run somebody over. And, and so he now he gets his it. chance and now he wants to hurdle, you know, just like, you know, whatever. So, um, I don't know. I, I I had a name in my in my mind: old age, gray hair, right? <laughs> and and it's gone. So, but you know, maybe that's what it is. But definitely, the running backs, right? That they've brought in that stable of running backs is changing the concept in the flow of the offense. And you can't see Josh a, a little hesitant. Uh, there there's been plays in the Jets game. There's been plays in in the Raiders game where you're like, Josh, just run, right? Because we're so used to it now. Josh just run, and he's kind of almost running parallel to that line of scrimmage, waiting for a receiver to break open, makes the pass. You know, a couple times he's taken up. But, you know, again, when I go back to that, you know, to me, it, it's the rushing attack. Stevie D, um Again, I have his name up there. I'm probably going to have his name up here for at least the next 17 weeks plus, you know, hopefully what goes on in, 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 you know, postseason play hopefully um, is Spencer Brown in the O-line, right? I I worry about this. I worry about this, right? Um, And if the Bills brass is confident with what they have, the fact that you have to leave somebody in to chip, or to provide assistance should tell you you have got to make a change. Okay. Or Spencer Brown, you yourself have got to raise your game. So it's one or the other. Something has got to happen there. Uh, but I do have him there. And then lastly, I have Dalton Kincaid, right? Nothing negative about Dalton Kincaid, Stevie D. Nothing. Except for please yeah, throw him the ball. ball. Yeah, you know, I,
1: I was gonna ask you. Please I was throw him the him. ball. I was glad to see his name up there, right? Because yeah, you, know, you heard all, all about this in the offseason from, from people, football people. What a great pick, Dalton Kincaid. And I'm curious at what point during the season, right? Dawson Knox is here. Kincaid starts here. At what point?
0: Well, we're at you, that point. He... We're we're at that point. Yeah, okay. I mean, I say throw him the ball because I want him to be more of a weapon, right? Right now, he is actually exceeding the preseason projections. Of catches for rookies and catches, you know, at that position, he's exceeding that, which is great, right? But feed him the ball. Keep feeding this guy the ball. That's all I'm asking for. You not really. It should be Kincaid because Kincaid is a more of a a seam beater, right? So he's gonna he's gonna attack those linebackers and is attack the safeties faster than the linebackers, bigger than the safeties, just like Kelsey, just like Andrews, right? Use him that way. Stop throwing the little outs, right? Stop throwing like the little just read read option type plays. No, this is where I want you to do, right? And then let, let Knox work off of that. Now, we've been running a lot of two tight end personnel, which is great, right? So he's on the field. I think maybe Josh and Dalton Kincaid need to establish that little bit of a bond, that trust, right? That Mahomes, Kelsey type trust, that Jackson Andrews type trust, right? Those guys have that, have that trust. And I think Allen has that with Diggs, right? But in court, expand that, expand that group to two. Right. So, you know, when, when I look at, you know, what is it going to take to win the game? That's where I am, Stevie I um, I, I don't want to be overconfident. And as I go back to the slide, Focus on today's 60 minutes. If you focus on today's 60 minutes, you win those 60 minutes, which is really three hours. But if you win those 60 minutes, then you're going to win the game. Sure. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, you know, that's where we are there. Stevie D, uh, you know, before we start to wrap this one up, we do want to talk about our picks. Uh, I'm still in the driver's seat, Stevie D, which is very good. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, uh, save of water here. <laughs> because far too many seasons we've we've gone through where you know I'm looking up and and I can't catch it. I just can't pull away far enough. I I need to have a big gap here. So <laughs> what what I wanted to do though, Stevie D, right now as we look at the upcoming games and we have our picks out there, I wanted to kind of focus on just four of the games, right, instead of going through all of them. Looking at that Tennessee Cleveland game, and I I see we both have gone in different directions, right? You said that yours was, yours was made prior to the Chubb injury. We're certainly, you know, as we I'm talked gonna stick,
1: already, I'm going I'm to stick with Cleveland. I'll stick with Cleveland.
0: Just because they're at home. i got to make
1: up games, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this one will be interesting. I, yeah, I'm not a big believer in Tennessee this year. Never have been a believer in Tennessee. Um, you know, I've called them the cesspool of the NFL. So uh, I will still stay with that. However... However, uh, when I look at Cleveland, yes, they have Kareem Hunt back, but, um, you know, he's not game ready. Um, You know, they have Ford coming in to replace Chubb. Just like your Jets with the Aaron Rodgers injury is the same thing for Cleveland with Nick Chubb. We're talking the exact same type of player, right? He is the key. He is the the leader of that uh, offensive unit. And when he goes down... Everybody in that huddle is looking around, including Deshaun Watson, is looking around, right? Because they don't they don't have that leader. I think Chubb's career yards per carry is
1: amongst the best all time. Yeah, Three yards per carry. I mean, he's at historic numbers, um, and that, that is a big loss. It's a it's a it's a big loss. Yeah, I don't know how to put it. It's, but. I'm going to stick with Cleveland because I need to make up that game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the next one that's not going to help you, but I I have this one, Mark's DVD, is the Chargers at Minnesota. Uh, Interesting game. Go ahead. Chargers got to show me something.
1: Like they haven't shown me anything. You lost on a, a shootout there. You should have beat Miami. You had it. You lost it against Miami. You're 0-2. You got your $265 million quarterback or whatever he got paid. You're 0-2. You got a coach that I just don't believe in. I don't believe him
0: in making the right
1: decisions at the right time.
0: It's the air horn. That means the hot seat has just been lit up. (laughs) The hot seat has been lit up. It is now week two. We are done with week two, and that hot seat has been lit up. Brandon Staley is on it. If they don't win, they – I don't see how he makes it through the end of the season.
1: All that hype. They had the hype train last year. Disappointed. Hype train going into this year, 0-2, and could very well be 0-3. I mean, Minnesota's 0-2. Something's got to give here, and I think Minnesota, because they're home, are going to win this football game.
0: Yeah. And for Minnesota – it. If you, I'm not saying I expected them to be 0-2, but I did not expect them to have the same season they had last year. Right? They made changes. And so by making those changes, you know that there's going to be, you know, a, l- a little changing of the guard there a little bit. The change that the Chargers made was an offensive coordinator to help the $250-plus plus million quarterback, and you are still losing. Kellen Moore out in Dallas. Because of
1: his play calling, gets hired in three and a half minutes, by the L.A. Chargers. Mike McCarthy's Cowboys have put up seventy points. <laughs> My coach of the year, remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, You're a couple of years too late. You know, right? Right now, everything's cooking for 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 Big D right now, um, and the Chargers. Yeah, not so much. Um,
0: so if, if we, you know, we'll look to see what happens there. But again, I. Brandon Staley, the hot seat. It It is warm, yeah. and if you ever hear this, you, you know the hot seat is ready to go. Uh, let's go. Well, now. I think you did that extra hot seat because we're going to the
1: New England at Jets game. <laughs> we going to check on the hot seat if he goes
0: 0-3. That is for Robert Sala. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I was kind of, you know, playing a little forward. Now, uh, interesting matchup. We're, we're split on this. Um, I, I know. Well, that, I'll never pick New England over the Jets. It just won't. It won't ever happen. So, and I hear um, you. I was the same way, even, even when P twelve was there. I, I, I'm sorry though, Stevie D. I, yeah. I really do think uh, New I mean, England is going to pull this one out. I've said it
1: time and time again. When New England was on top, and people said, Well, this is going to be in New England's off, that somebody's going to take him in the AFC East. It's not going to happen until you do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it's the same thing with Buffalo. You know, coming into the year, people were talking Jets, they were talking Miami. Nobody's really talking New England. Until you knock off Buffalo, Buffalo is the team to beat because they've done it three years in a row. You have to come take it from that team. And right now, the New England's won 14 in a row. Yes, I'm picking the Jets, but I'm not going into this game saying, oh, the Jets are going to win this game. Like, you haven't proved me as a Jet fan that you can beat New England. Yeah. New England, the last two years, has not been New England, and you couldn't win, right? So what do I need? I need this talking defense to step up and be the defense that they say they can be. And I need the coach to put his young quarterback – that struggles in a position to succeed. And a quick note that I should have mentioned earlier in the Keys to Victory, if you want to see Zach play well, 2.5 seconds or less, he gets the ball out. His completion percentage is through the roof, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio is so good. When he holds it for two and a half more, he is by far the worst quarterback in the NFL. Hackett, note to Hackett. Two and a half or less, you got success. Two and a half or more, you're getting fired out of New York. (laughs) Because that's what's going to happen.
0: Yep. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to go to the next game. All right. So uh, Uh, so our last game. I'm not sure if Jay is still with us or not. uh, But we starred the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. Now, we've both taken Philadelphia over Tampa. All right. So this is for Tanya. This is for Jay. This is for, you know, fly, eagle, fly. However, however, we're talking about a Monday night game in Tampa. Again, why are we having two Monday night games? Don't know. Uh, But this is a Monday night game in Tampa going up against a Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two and oh. Three I'm touchdowns, no interceptions, this and is-
1: he's got a, he's got a scepter award for the hardest run, the hard run in Week One
0: from NFL Network. So yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, I I'm very shocked at what Baker is doing. Now again, we're only talking two games, DVD. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's only two games. Right. However, yeah. we've seen Baker fold very quickly in two games, so. For him to, you know, have this little streak, if you will, I think it may be one of these things that you often wait for the light to go on for some of these. Man, I, I,
1: I was, I was thinking that as
0: you were saying the the
1: statement about Baker. Some players mature fast. Some mature a little bit later. Some it's maturity, the right people or the right coaches that can say the right things. They yep. make a, a light bulb click. Right. Who would have thought it would have been in Tampa, but maybe maybe that's it. Right. Maybe the, I don't know all the coaches on there outside of Todd Bowles, but uh, I don't know if Byron Lip, which is still there. I don't know if he's still the O.C. there. or not. No. Um, so perhaps there's there's something there. I think it's a little bit of everything uh, that and the teammates gravitating towards him. Maybe he's got that little spark in practice that the team is gravitating towards and and feeding off. of. Who knows? But uh, it's working after the first two games. I didn't think there would be two. No, there's no way. No, no, I I don't see them winning this game with that front for, for Philly, but you know what? Stranger things would happen. Maybe somehow Tampa can dial up that 97 heat there in, in, in late September and get the Eagles a little bit off their game with a little extra heat. I don't know Uh, for those big guys in the middle. Maybe they'll sweat too much and need some oxygen. Uh, IV.
0: Well, you got a bunch of guys from Georgia. That's the problem. Oh wait, yes. right. I forgot the whole Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about that one, Tampa. I tried. <laughs> they're, they're used to this, so but it'll it'll be interesting. I not a Tampa fan, I think it's easier to root for Tampa now than before, right? When everybody was on the bandwagon before, you're like, you you don't even know about your team right now. You have I think the true fans. We used to have one of them on our podcast early on, right? You have those true fans. Right. And you can appreciate because they know what the suffering is. They know what the highs are. Right. And so now they, they see progress. Right. And I think it's, it's easy- a great story. I mean, tell me that Baker's not a great
1: story. I mean, I was never a Baker guy coming out of college. I know, I think you liked Baker. I did. Coming out of college, maybe more of who he was and maybe his style of play. I don't know. But I just like that he planted the flag. That right, okay. That's all I liked. All right. So, but it's a great story of how it has been written off by a couple of orgs. Some of it's self-induced with with maturity and stuff, but to see uh, a, a rebirth out of Baker and maybe start um, acknowledge or oh, not acknowledge uh, starting to to his his draft pick come to fruition of, of where he is, where where he can get and maybe become a little bit of that number one pick that every that I don't, he, I don't
0: think that'll ever happen. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to Baker. I'm trying because there's there's only two guys now that could that are left that could really say they should have been number one. That's either Lamar or Josh, right? You've looked at them over sustained period. Baker, you're happy to be above Darnold and Rosen. Yeah, he should be happy. He's just got a starting
1: job in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, but but at the end of the day, it's a great story. Sure. Uh, oh, it's almost like uh, riches to rags, that trying to get back to the riches you know, yeah. th- type of thing. But, again, let's say he does make it. Outside of the Carolina, Matt Rule was a debacle. He got fired, right? Yeah. But remember who he got drafted by? Cleveland. So, you know, there's that Cleveland connection of rooting another young player in the <laughs> league. Um, and, and now that he's so many years away from the stink of Cleveland and, and how Cleveland torches quarterbacks as the number one overall pick. It you know, was Sean McVay. You
0: know. It was all Sean McVay. When he went to the Rams, right? That first he, game, he yeah. had to go in, absolutely. And he had that Monday night—I think it was Monday night or Sunday night game—the yeah, yeah. incredible game. And, and they're like, "Oh, Baker, that—that's what it. It's all Sean McVay, quarterback whisperer."
1: <laughs> I thought—I thought it was Adam Gates.
0: And that's going to wrap it up <laughs> for us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, we thank everybody. Uh, you know, we thank everybody for you know jumping on Terry. Great to see you, Jay. Yeah, good Terry, to see yeah. you. Um, but we do thank everybody who listens and who comments and you know who follows us, and we do appreciate that. Um, and I
1: apologize for the Thursday night.
0: Well, well, I, I, well,
1: I was on there. I gotta own that for Wednesday. I'll that, that's it.
0: all right. That's a that's all right. That's all right. We we want you to be a hundred percent. No need to apologize, yeah. though. I I, I was. Oof, it was not good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's going to wrap it up for us. Please check us out on our social media. Uh, you know, We're on X, formerly Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And, of course, YouTube. Uh, you can check us out. Love to hear from you. Uh, any updates or anything that you want to talk about, um, love to be able to go back and forth and have that conversation. Uh, future episodes, uh, obviously, we're looking to get some interviews in-house uh, or not in-house, but interviews uh, here for you guys. There, there's some people that we're reaching out to. So that, that should be fun as well. So for my co-host, Stevie i I'm Vince, and we'll talk.